three famous guys going incognito on a mission to bring you the most compelling stories. Rags to riches, paranormal activity, comedy, drama, murder, sadness and drama. It's all right here. This is Three Famous Guys, the podcast where no topic is off limits. And now your hosts, the international men of mystery, Gus, Jim, and Mark. Aliens, UFOs, hot air balloons. Well, is it real? Today we're going to find out with our guest, Nicole Weber, a UFOologist, a researcher, an experiencer, which means she's had alien contact, right? All right. Well, my name is Gus. I'm with Three Famous Guys, and with me is uh, Jim. Jim, say hello. Hey, how's it going? All right. And Mark, he's gone again on this podcast. He uh, couldn't make it, so that's okay. But we have a special guest, Nicole Weber. Uh, Say hello, Nicole. Hi. Hello, everyone. All right. Well, tonight we're going to find out a little bit about uh, UFOlogy, uh, aliens, UFOs, uh, abduction, research. Um, I don't know. We're going to find a lot of stuff. So, Nicole, first of all, we want to thank you for being here. And we'd like to ask you, if you would, just kind of give us an idea of who you are, um, sure. you know, where all this kind of started from. Absolutely. Um, well, you know, I, I'm from Iowa, obviously, uh, a little cold here right now, but um, there's a lot of great areas out here. I was out between um, Bernard and Cascade, if anybody's familiar with the area, and I was taking paranormal pictures. Um, I'm into paranormal. I've been since I was a child been able to see spirits and all that so that world is very normal compared to what I was about to encounter Um, July 2017 I was in an old cemetery up on a hill and I noticed from afar this contrail that was moving but it was in a like a UV light like it was um, like LED lighting, which we really didn't have a lot of that like we do now. So it was just like, it caught my eye and I was, you know, just like locked into it. And I was with my neighbor and we happened to be out there. I dragged her out there and I was like, what is that? And I said, it's coming towards us. And it legitimately was starting to creep over. And so I told her I didn't have my phone. I said, will you call my brother? Because it just so happens two weeks prior in that same area, he and my son had seen one and so I was like you know I gotta find it what do I do you know and this thing's slowly creeping over so I called my brother I was like Eric what what do you think I should do he's like I'd stay there so I dropped my camera I did get pictures of it before but I dropped my camera and I just stood there and it slowly crept over and it stood um MUFON investigated it they came out uh they're the mutual UFO network they're the ones that do all the UFO uh, investigations and stuff. So Dave Creeder came out and he was able to measure it. I was up on a hill. So I stood 30 feet away from it and it was 50 feet in measured to be 50 feet in diameter. So you said it's about 30 feet in diameter. No, I was 30 feet away. It was 50 feet in diameter. Oh, wow. Okay, sure. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you can't, (laughs) you know, she's screaming and I'm just like staring at this thing and there's like two trees that are there, you know, like in between. And and so it couldn't get through. I mean, it could have gone over or whatever, but it was a little bit of a barrier. And I just sat there and and I could hear my neighbor screaming 
And the moment I broke contact, I looked over at her and boom, it was over to the other side. And it was like, whoa. And so then we kind of looked and it shot off and it shot off into eight uh, sphere light, I call them light balls, but light spheres um, off in the sky. So we're like, what is that? Let's chase it. You know, I, I want to see what the heck this is. Like this is, a, you know, something 50 feet in diameter and 30 feet away. You can't really mean okay. mistaking it for anything else. I right, mean, it right. is what it is, right? And when did this, and when did this happen again? What July year? of 2017. 17. Okay. So mm -hmm. and so that's the first time that you actually experienced a, a UFO, correct? Correct. Okay. Before then, I, I didn't, you know, I didn't know one way or another. Like I said, my brother, they came and told me when they saw one. He was pretty shook up, and I was like, "Oh, really?" You know, I didn't, I didn't think too much of it. And then when I saw it, I was like, "Oh my," you know. Right. Jeez, well, like this is something. Like, I mean, what do you do with this now? Well, I had, I had. Uh, so let me just ask you real quick, and I know we've talked about this a little bit, but uh, I, I told you that I might be a little bit of devil's advocate tonight, mm -hmm. just because there's a lot of views out there, and, and there's people who believe, people who don't believe, um, and and so we can have some fun too. I can joke a little bit. Oh yeah. Okay. I mean, because this wasn't at the uh, Holiday Inn in Paramus, right? No, absolutely oh, okay. not. Okay. <laughs> I wish. So, so you know where that came from? That was Ghostbusters too. Uh, yeah. when Bill Murray was doing the, yeah. <laughs> the show. Okay. So anyway, I, I'm, I'm just teasing with that. So, but I did have an experience when I was, I believe 16. Um, I was driving my parents' car out in the country. I was, I was visiting somebody, came back at night. And as I was driving and it's, it's really dark and it's a, a back road, lots of hills and trees. It's, you know, for the, for most of the ride. And, and I mean, it's spooky just normally. And so as I was coming, I saw this really bright light coming over the trees. I mean, right over the trees. So it was really low. Mm -hmm. And then right over the car, uh, I couldn't make out a shape. I couldn't, you know, tell what it was. But um, let's just say I, I definitely pushed my parents' station wagon. I think it was a station wagon at the time to the limits getting home. And uh, uh, I, don't, I don't know what it was, you know. So wow. um, do I believe it was a UFO? Well, obviously, it was unidentified flying object of some kind. Don't know what that was. Um, but on the other hand, um, I can still remember vividly two things from when I was young. One, when I was a baby, getting weighed at the doctor's office on this scale. Well, I know for sure that that's not real because I can't possibly remember that. You know what I mean? Another time was this monster trying to, uh, uh, kept trying to get me. Uh, it was upstairs in our house and and I, for whatever reason, I have these two vivid memories that I could let myself believe were real, but I know they couldn't be. And that's the only reason I want to play devil's advocate a little bit. And, and not that right. I, I don't believe what you saw, because I definitely saw something. And that one I know is real. And my family knows because when I got home, I was scared and, and told them. So, but anyway, uh, so go ahead. <laughs> oh, no, I mean, that's very interesting that you say that. Like I said, when I encountered them, it wasn't only just like seeing something beyond like my comprehension. It was a feeling that right. I had with it. So I remember um, when they came and investigated it, I asked Dave, creator after i said do you do you think i'll see another one and he said yeah i, th I think you will and i'm like okay you know okay but it, time went by um but then again in december of 2017 i saw another one and they were like you know it was, it was just really bizarre i st stood out and watched them 
And then what happened was, is I look back to my video footage and I had footage also from the night before that I had no recollection of taking. Um, there's obviously like, I mean, it, it was just after I had gone to sleep. So I was like, what am I sleepwalking now? And like, you know, I have a, a pretty good, like I can show you the pictures of the craft. Um, it's a pretty solid craft and it was coming like right over above. And so, I mean, they're, they're all different. Um, I started after that, then I started experiencing a lot of them. I had the neighbors looking for them. I had, I mean, it was pretty frequent. And that's kind of in, in talking to other experiencers, they've experienced the same thing. It's like all of a sudden they start coming. So I, I used to joke about it. I'd be like, I want the tour. Like, when do I get the, you know, because I was so pumped. Like, I was, when you right. see them and you, like, it's like, you're just like, I'm, I jump out like my neighbor would say, gosh, I thought you were going to jump over your railing. You got so excited. And I got a question it's for like you. a feeling you get. Oh, sure. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, do you, did you have a, an experience of missing time? Yes. Oh, yes. That came after. So uh, that was the first kind of odd thing where I was like, well, what, mm -hmm. why is their video footage from the day before also, you know? And then the second time um, I woke up, I had a marking on my stomach. Okay, be I, before you go on, before you go on, you, sure. you, you said the word experiencer just a moment ago. So why don't mm -hmm. you tell everybody what that means? An experiencer is somebody who's experienced ET firsthand. Like I've had, I've seen three different types, um, you know, and I don't know what they are. I'm not going to tell you that, you know, one way or another. And like, you know, at this point, who knows how much our government is even tampering in all of this. Um, but yeah, I, an experiencer is every, you know, like abduction. Um, the first time I had somebody take a look at my case, they kind of, they used mut like mutilation and I, it didn't feel like that. Now, when you have an experience, it does tap in and you, for about a couple days, you feel really off. I mean, how could uh -huh. you not? But you're not in our space in our time. You're on their time and in their space. So there's there's really weird things that start happening. Yeah. Okay. Were you in your own clothing then, or were you? I mean, you know, were you? Did they redress you or anything? I mean, was it anything like that or? No. You... Um. There. The third time that I had it done, I had drawn the star map going back December in the year prior, and this is in 2018. Um, and then it ended up like I was, there was an area where I saw a lot of them coming through. I thought, oh my God, here's the invasion. But there's a certain star alignment and then you'll just see them like the light balls kind of shoot, shoot on past. So I drew it. And then in July of, again, in July, I would have been 2018, it ended up printed on my leg. Like it, it didn't hurt. It didn't, you know, but I think it was enough to for confirmation right. i started off because i um have my license in mental health therapy i have my master's and so i started off writing on clinical notes and i was like well i'm going through the dsm here and finding out you know and evaluating myself because i thought my god you know this can't right. be normal right okay. so so let me let me just say this and it's probably a good time for this so at this point, as people listen to this, they're probably thinking, okay, who is this lady? So give us a little bit of information about, uh, you know, you just mentioned a little bit about your education. So I, I want people to get mm -hmm. a get an idea of who you are. Um, you know, you're not a dummy, clearly. 
um, you've, you've got a good education. So go ahead and just give us a little background on that so that we can give people an idea who you are and who they're listening to. Sure. Yeah, no, um, I have my undergraduate degree in aviation. I switched. I do have my pilot's license. So I'm, you know, I worked at the airport and so I'm well aware of what aircrafts look like and how they're different, uh, how they maneuver. You know, I understand right. that. Right. So um, from there, after September 11th happened, it just went downhill. So I worked as a flight dispatcher for a little bit and then I switched over and went. It was either law school or um, mental health therapy, and <laughs> I was out to save the world. So I yeah, chose mental therapist. I'm not currently um, practicing. I did for seven years. So I do have my own business that I run. So I'm, I'm like in the normal, like, I mean, what I classify myself as like, bottom line, no, I, you know, I'm, I'm outspoken about things like obviously growing up and being able to see spirits was not always an easy thing. So it was, I was always just a little different that way, but um, maybe a little bit more open to things too, like different experiences growing up like that. But um, other than that, like in my normal life, you know, I'm very well professional and do what I do. Okay. So, yeah, so it's good. Yeah. I wanted people to get an idea that they're not just talking to some, you know, crazy person that, you know, has no, uh, uh, real background in anything, uh, professional. So, uh, you are very smart and, um, uh, uh, so, but I do have a question. So with these sightings, I mean, you live in, you live in Iowa. Is it okay to mm -hmm. say the name of the town? Sure. Okay. You live in Dubuque, Iowa, as does Jim actually. And Jim, mm -hmm. Jim, by the way, is in his truck tonight. Jim has a trucking business and he's, uh, so he's, he's on the road. So he's talking uh, on his headset tonight. So, um, but is like Dubuque ground zero? Do you, I mean, here's what I want to know. You've seen, you've had lots of experiences, but I only saw one. I only saw one thing. So why do you think, um, that you've experienced much more than maybe some others? You know, that's, that's been the topic. Um, a lot of us have talked about it because we're all like, you know, in different areas and different locations. A lot of times, right. uh, see different things and I have my own like, you know, I can tell you subjectively what happened, but I can give you my opinion also. Sure. But there are, my grandma saw a UFO um, and she told me about it. And she actually got a picture of it when I was a kid and she saw it. She like sat there and watched it and she's, she was pretty open to things. So they say a lot of times it is generational. My brother saw one. My son has seen several of them um, since, but you almost build like i don't know even this sounds probably crazy but you build like a rapport with them like i would go out night after night in the same spot and then it was like you know i'd look for them like but i could feel them sometimes i'd just be inside and all of a sudden i get and i'd run out there so you know i, I can i say that they're all extraterrestrial now i know now i don't believe that for a minute uh because it started to get a little weirder with things like where drones were in the trees and black helicopters and all of that stuff. And, you know, I like got documentation. I'd get out my camera or my phone. And at that time though, the technology wasn't as good as it is now, right. but sure. um, you know, you go on this quest as an experiencer because this is my life, you right. know, I'm thinking, well, I should have the right to know. And I, I feel like they're, you know, so there's different things like with, 
the government withholding information and stuff like that. Do I trust them? Absolutely not. I don't. And I, it's not that validation that I, I even need. I just, I have questions as to like what they were looking for also, right. because we all share like some similarities, like down to, you know, um, low blood pressure. I have a very odd blood type. Um, you know, like I'm trying to think of some of the things off the top of my head. Being in, they say being in close proximity uh, to crafts. And that's kind of um, what I've gathered from the trigger question that they have. If you've been in close proximity for a period of time, which I was, uh, they weren't always that close. They weren't always that big. So I, I just, I really believe there's so many experiencers out there. And if we can kind of collectively figure out a way, but we are scattered you know, all right. over the place. My friends, my friend was with me. I have video of it. And obviously this is through a dirty windshield, but we were chasing one for a while and he, he beat us at our own game. It came down, it was down on the road and it, it, it literally streamed and then shot off. So uh, pictures are much better to get of them. So I got them. There was two triangles and they have a, like a yellow center to them. So I was able to get that. And I'm like, well, how do you deny that? And the video has been analyzed. Right. We'd be more than happy to hand it over. So it's like how, you know, I mean, at that time, a drone, like they were, I don't know, I got my son a drone and it flew right off. You know, it wasn't, couldn't be that controlled. Right. And we had followed it for some time. A lot of times they're not, um, they look very different than when, what you would probably think they would look like. I have some different names for them, but you know, some are, I call the night creeper. He would come like, or the light balls with the light spheres is really, you know, a better name for him. But back then, I didn't know, you know, so I'm, tr I'm trying to like keep track of all this. And I feel like, my gosh, you know, so I, I really went on a quest to find out right. the truth. These things you follow about what size, how big, the ones you just, oh, they, vary. they weren't all 50 feet diameter, but we don't know how much of it you can see. Sure. Sometimes it would be like the size of a beach ball or a ball, but they were very, they were very much interactive. But when that UFO, that first UFO broke off and even talking to MUFON and everybody else, they say that's pretty common that they can, they'll break off into those light spheres. Okay. So, so do, do you suppose that, uh, those light spheres, aliens are in those controlling or are they like, uh, possibly, uh, drones or drones from the mothership or I don't know really how you say that, but you know what I'm talking about? Um, you can feel them like you can like there was two of them there was one time i went out in the parking lot and this was this not all experiences were like this but this was one that really kind of shook me and i at that time was super excited um to see them but anyway i went out into my parking lot and i saw like i mean i'm talking like they were all around i couldn't even count how many there were and i was like Whoa. And then probably seven or eight feet off the ground, there was a red one and a blue one, but the rest of them were just, you know, like golden or, you know, right. bright light, whatever, but they were encapsulated. So only if you were outside of that area, you would have never seen them. Right. I mean, that's how they were like almost like encapsulated, but there were some of them I could tell were younger and more playful. I, the only words I can put to it, you know, right. I don't have the exact do you think they were more organic in nature or were they more mechanical in nature? No, they they connect with you. 
Okay. So the, you know what I mean? Like the one was kind of like the, I call him the night creeper. He was coming closer and closer and closer. So I went, ran back in and I was like to my friend, I said, will you look out the window and make sure I don't go anywhere? And she was getting freaked out because they had seen a lot of stuff and she was with me when uh, we chased him down or whatever. And right. so I went back out and it was it's coming closer and closer. And, but it was like electric like an electrical ball and i was like there's no way this is gonna electrocute me i'm, I'm not gonna make right. it onto this but i feel like when people say that do i feel like there was an alien on that one no absolutely not i think they okay. were gotcha. like you know they were what they were like so you were mentioning uh before about black helicopters um have you had any experiences with men in black or no yeah, i did have uh someone follow us and like the they said since the internet came around they don't need men in black anymore but i've had um i've i've had some bizarre i had to shut down my youtube station because it got so bad uh oh. with things okay so i'm gonna so, have to, i'm gonna have to ask right now because you both said men in black i know nothing about is this real yeah i've heard that and they said before the days of the internet so i don't even know what that means but there was a lot of that before the days of the internet now nicole i guess i got another question were you raised in a military family no i wasn't well my grandfather he was first division marine corps but other than that my father they he he was a businessman i mean i grew up learning about the war but they weren't uh directly involved in the military no ah uh, gotcha okay you talk about it, it's a feeling it's some so you and other experiencers you have you kind of have a connection I guess, so to speak, mm -hmm. the more time you spend with them. I, I'm going to venture to say that there's those out there who doubt that probably think that's more of a demonic thing. What, do you, what would you have to say to that? I, the feeling that I get, and am I saying that they're all like, you know, do I think that they're all benevolent? No, probably not. Um, but the ones that you encounter, and and I can go a little bit more into what it was like when I was in their presence, um, do I feel like now paranormal stuff, like I've gone into some pretty haunted areas where I would have been like, yeah, that's not a good, you know, spirit right. coming through. Like you can, you okay. can tell the difference, like disgruntedly, like right. so body, how and, much, you know, how much time do you need? Do you think to tell us what it was like to be in the presence? Cause we are going to, we are going to run out of time, but I want to hear that. Sure. I'll, I'll kind of give you a little bit. The, the first one I was with five grays. Um, I could see myself and myself was down on a table so I could see through my eyes through them, but I could also see myself. So I did have like some consciousness through that one. And gotcha. I remember asking them why I was restrained and they said that it was due to contamination. Okay. And so I don't know. And then, you know, like just different things like that. They said I was here for communication and didn't say much more. Gotcha. Um, I also had some medical issues and it, with each experience, I went places like, you know, I wasn't supposed to get any better. And so it was like, I, I feel like a trade off. The medical conditions were because of the abduction? No, no, no. They were before, before. I had okay. um, a neck. I had two discs replaced in my neck. Okay. And so I had a lot of neuropathy going down my arm, my hands, my balance, all of that was, and then I went to die. They said, well, the, you know, it was fusion. They said, this is about as far as you, you come. And I was like, I just remember before I was like, man, I, this is, you know, the best I can get. Like that time I was in my, you know, thirties or whatever. I was like, this is crazy. I can't live like this. And that's when, you know, I kind of came upon it and it, it, 
like jolted me with an energy that I didn't have. And it changed me. who I was back then is, is far from who I am now. I mean, it's a journey that you go on. It's, it changes every part of you gotcha. and every part of your belief system, you know? All right. Now we're going to have you on again, because we want to get a little bit deeper into some things, but you had mentioned to me uh, before the show that uh, you were willing to take Jim. So, so what do you, what are you going to take and show Jim? Um, if I, you go into the area, I can, I can tell from, uh, my buddy Cristo Rapallo, uh, he's actually had two documentaries on Netflix, and he taught me how to signal for them. So there's different ways. Um, you know, we might have to go out there a couple times, Jim, but local, I'll drag you out into some very odd, desolate areas. But they're the best, you know, there's spots where I've seen like a collective scene, you know. So if you go out and you start to build a rapport, I can tell you how um, to envision like, and that's kind of giving them the directions, but there is, it, it does take a few days, like of building that repetition. And then they start, okay. they start showing up. I guarantee, guarantee. All right. So, so the well, next... my, my stick, my sticker says, I want to believe. So yeah. So... <laughs> well, <that's perfect> <laughs> and, and the next time we're on, I, I really want to hear, matter of fact, I want to see Jim so scared that uh oh good. Yeah. Well, i don't know if i'll be scared but i i think you know it'll be a really cool experience you know no i want you scared so make sure he yeah. gets scared. <laughs> um, uh, yeah i want I, I i want him to come back with the next time you're on so it'll be what two three weeks probably um that hopefully that'll give you guys enough time uh but yeah i definitely want to uh uh hear about that and i want to hear if jim uh, it, uh, you know, Crying like a little schoolgirl. Yeah, I, I do. Get video of that. Get video of that. I want to hear. If yeah, anything yeah. else, right? video and audio. That's the audio I want on here of him of him crying. So, oh yeah, and, no, we'll, go to, and, we'll go to a good haunted area too. Yeah, I want him crying and screaming. So uh, anyway, so and, and then the next time we're also going to deep uh, delve a little bit deeper into things like, I mean, there's some conspiracy theories. I'm I'm somewhat of a conspiracy theorist uh, myself on some things, uh, so you know we want to hear. Uh, I know there's a database for experiencers. Uh, yeah, we that, are. Um, me and uh, Tim um, Dust, who's UFO man, we're actually collaborating right now on an experiencer database. So we have uh, the not get too deep into it, but we do. There was three surveys that were done previously, right. and so we're going to kind of try and back track and see what our government was exactly looking for in us okay so and and some similarities so maybe i could answer that better like why me i'm in dubuque you know it's not like this is a a big metropolis or anything you know and it was when i saw it it was in a, a population i don't think there was even a population it's probably unincorporated like the area i was at i don't think there is a farmhouse right. in sight so but the government you know, was was researching you or what are you saying now? I, you know, I, I could go a little bit deeper. I, like, I think next time I will, like, I do have something that um, in my brain that's like nobody knew or could ever figure out what it is. Right. I do have MRIs of it. So they always, I always wondered if that was an implant. I never, our government, like, who knows how they, but I'm telling you, those black helicopters, they started to, as soon as 
that pattern was sent, all of a sudden they started to come in there and interrupt it. And there's nothing like it. Like one came right down and I saw like, I was almost face to face. I remember the neighbor come right running over right. and she said, I thought that was going to land on the lawn. I was like, thank God it didn't. Who's in there, you know, but wow. it was totally, it wasn't a med cop. Like I grew up over um, where my mom lived close to the hospital. So I'd see those cops. There was nothing, nothing like that. Like right. I said, I had worked out at the airport. I had done my flight training out at the airport. So I was well aware of what was in our airspace. Right. So okay. it was, you know, and how it operates. Right. Do you feel that most of your experience has been mostly positive, mostly negative? Positive. I, I'm going into a different theory. Do I think they're all positive? The ones in the air. I, I but then like when I'll, I, next time I'll, I'll talk more about um, the cryptology and okay. what we have and what suspect is on the ground here. But what I've encountered okay. and, and the experiences I've had, do I particularly like somebody taking me and I didn't make, you know, plans to go somewhere? Well, you and, don't, yeah, you don't know that's going to happen either. So, I mean. Right, right. It's so, and it's on, like I said, it's, it's completely on their time. Like I sat there one time and I watched my stove and my microwave blink and it was like, boom. And all of a sudden it was like 40 minutes later. And I was like, whoa, you know, like what the mm. heck? So, you know, weird stuff like that. Like, so, but with the experience, I have to say that I got, I medically beat all odds. Like I have all feeling back in my hand. I'm like roller, sure. I love roller skating. Right. Like, you know, I'm balance is like 10 times what it was. We definitely want to hear more of that. So right now we're coming to the end of the show, but we do want to thank you. And, and I know this is not near enough time to get to everything you have, but we, we just want to give people a taste until we get you back. And next time we're going to have hairless cats. Weird. Also from, <laughs> also from Ghostbusters. So uh, I'm full of that stuff. So, I have my Ghostbusters patch. I'll bring you. There you go. So All anyway, right. we, we want to thank you, Nicole, for being on here. And, yes, thanks, uh, Nicole. We'll have you in another two, three weeks, and uh, we'll get deeper in this. And maybe we'll do a little bit longer podcast then. Alrighty? Awesome. I really appreciate right. it. Thank you for having me you, on. You bet. Don't go anywhere. All right. Well, with that, this is uh, Gus and Jim with Three Famous Guys, and we're out of here. Adios. Thanks for checking out three famous guys be sure to subscribe wherever you heard this podcast so you never miss a future episode for more information or to try and uncover more about your mystifying hosts check them out online at www.3famousguys.com that's www the number three famousguys.com we'll see you next time